0: I welcome you all to the 75th session of Guru Bodha. This session is brought to you by easyairweather.com and I dedicate this and all of my words at the holy feet of Dr. H. Andershekhar this class is made alive, available live for exclusive for our weekly class subscribers. If you have not done it, please go to easyayaratha.com video dash classes. It will be of great help. Coming to the topic of day is the topic on Sita Pitta here. The question is, Sita Pitta looks like an inflammatory skin disease. You advise using mustard oil with saindrava salt. Sandva salt is rock salt. Will, it, yes. will this not cause any irritation to the skin and mustard is already ushnavirya can explain to me what will happen if we apply the mentioned mixture in shita pitta skin disease so just to give a brief uh, regarding this question is that uh, in the, you know, Shita Pitta is grossly <coughs> uh, compared to, you know, all- allergic dermatitis, allergic skin manifestations, allergic hives, what we say in uh, general terms. And for that, very famously, Mari Chadi Taila, Maha Mari Chadi Taila, and uh, also another one, Soma Raji Taila. These are all uh, are very famously used. These all contain mustard oil, As base, which is uh, one of the hottest oils of Ayurveda, it has Pushna Virya or hot potency, and Shita Pitta has Pitta involvement, and will the question is, will it not cause any sort of a trouble?
1: Coming to uh, this question. An interesting question as well and the remedies suggested by uh, gururaj sir uh, for shita pitta uh, and the classical references everything are apt in their places and they are the best remedies uh, to tell the name of the disease shita pitta itself indicates that shita is predominant here shita is obviously predominant so which of the shita doshas when we see it will be vata and kapha uh, shita pitta udarda and pota all these three conditions have been explained together in a single chapter and that chapter comes after Kusta. So, Kusta comprises of uh, many skin disorders. It is uh, generally termed as leprosy. It's many skin disorders are uh, included in Kusta. So, immediately after the chapter of Kusta, Shita, pitta Udarda and Kota, that particular chapter has been explained uh, because of uh, the resemblance of this particular condition. So, Shita, pitta Udarda, Kota can be independent condition or manifest as complications of uh, Kusta. But just like Kusta, so the acharyas tell why it has been explained after kushta because of the similarity number 1 because of the tridosha involvement tridosha involvement is there in kushta similarly tridosha involvement is also there in uh, tita pitta udarda and kota why they are explained in a single chapter because they again have resemblance with each other kota of course is explained uh, with a different etiological factor set of etiological factor but the presentation of these three conditions will be similar so, in kusta there were three dosha involvement, Vata, Pitta, Kapha, everything is involved. Here also it is involved, Vata, Pitta and Kapha. In kusta just like we see, three doshas are involved. Some Kustas are included in Vataja category, some in Pittaja category, some in Kaphaja category. Here also, in Shita, Pitta Udarda and Kota, Tridoshas are there, but Vata and Kapha are predominant. And Pitta will get associated in the later part of the pathogenesis. But still, we cannot call it as associated. It is not Anubandha, but it is a part of the dosha. But predominance will be vata and kapha, so that becomes my first point because the disease name is shita pitta. Shita is predominant. First of all, let us consider that there is a little bit of fire. Around the fire there is water or an eye. So first. We need to give chikitsa. so like heat, uh, hot, hot predominant uh, treatments uh, wherein that cold is removed. Even when we see Shita, Pitta, Udarda, and Kota, uh, treatment, main treatment lineup, the initial treatment has been mentioned as Vamana. So the treatment is basically for Kapha. So again, putting the doshas together, it will be Kapha predominant, Vata, prida, kapha, vata and Pitta in that particular order. Again, when we take Udarda, in Udarda, it, there is Kapha predominance. So how do these conditions differ? In Udarda, Though it is a Tridosha condition, there is Kapha predominance. When Kapha predominance is there, and similar symptoms are there we call that condition as udarda in classical symptoms no symptoms of shita pitta are explained separate symptoms of shita pitta are not at all explained udarda symptoms have been explained and the acharya at last tells shita pittam kapha same symptoms are present same lesions are present and vata is predominant it is called as shita pitta if Kapha is predominant it is called as udarda that's all that is a small difference between shita pitta and udarda apart from that udarda also has a great set of symptoms like uh, the acharas have mentioned like so utchangaihi, saragaihi, kandu, he. So that is another set of symptoms which comes as an addition. Now when we see all these conditions and coming to kota, kota also manifests on the skin. But it is due to improper administration of vamana therapy. Improper administration of vamana therapy. This is mainly caused. So here also we can see the the Shleshma involvement. There are uh, two main etiological factors for quota. Uh, so here we can see it is a complication of the therapy. Like Vamana is improperly administered. Here improper may be three types like uh, inadequate, excessive or uh, in a weird way. So like Heena, uh, Nitya or Atiyoga it can happen. Generally we see Heena yoga or Atiyoga in these conditions. So less, uh, lesser administration or more administration, less administration. Of course, it cannot. Have. So here, improper administration of womanah we can take a so Here we need to analyze a lot of things. And also, pitta anna See this very very important here. The pitta which is about to be expelled out of the body we control that or the body is trying to throw out excessive pitta but it is not able to throw condition number two peshma the body is ready to throw tatha outside the body but it is not able to do so number three anna the food which should be digested something happens in the stomach incompatible the stomach wants to throw the food outside it is not able to throw so when the body which needs to th- throw out Pitta, Kapha and Anna, that is food, they are held in the body without being thrown out. Either it can be body's own mechanism or a mechanism of MS. Emiss- now, we eat somewhere, we eat some food outside and we come back. We know that the food is not digested properly, but we get a puking sensation like we want to vomit. But we, the vomiting sensation is there, but the food inside the stomach is neither coming out not getting digested so that is anna nigraha so the food which remains in the stomach gets contaminated by the stomach secretions and there itself it uh, undergoes putrefaction and if if it is either thrown in the upper direction as vomiting or in the lower direction as purgation or uh, like a diarrhea so what happens is that can instantly cause some skin reaction this can be considered as uh, udartha like an effect of food, food poisoning or food toxins it may be instant or over a period of time many times we have seen uh, these lesions like uh, what dr heber already explained like some skin conditions which appear like arctic area or, uh, or something in uh, contact dermatitis or something which has happened when there is emesis when the person throws out or when we induce uh, vomiting through the therapies so through vamanna therapy the lesions will come down So that is what we have observed. That shows that the kapha is predominant in these conditions and when this kapha, when we take control over the kapha, things will come into the uh, control. So, quota condition which is having different set of ideological factors like body is retaining the unwanted pitta, body retaining unwanted kapha, body retaining unwanted anna by itself or a person retaining unwanted pitta, kapha and anna. Condition number three, as a part of emesis therapy, so that is a Vamana therapy we have given, but the Kapha which needs to be eliminated, Kapha and Pitta which needs to be eliminated after Vamana is not eliminated properly. So these three conditions can produce some skin lesion. This is called as and even in this particular condition also there is kapha predominant here the simple line of treatment will be again induce emesis throughout the kapha pitta or anna and the condition will come into control the skin lesions will come into control The treatment is again emesis again after that also if lesions pertain so whatever uh, the medicines have been explained the uh, ushna predominant medicines they need to be applied because still kapha and water will be Predominant generally after premises that will go away. So now we will keep away the quota We will come to the first two conditions. Sheetapitta and Udarda which are similar conditions which look alike Sheetapitta and Udarda and we need to see classical explanation of Sheetapitta is not there as I already said The symptoms of Sheetapitta have not been explained. Acharya explains the symptoms of Udarda and then he tells symptoms of Sheetapitta are similar to Udarda but there is dosha difference. Now we need to see. Initially, I said whether uh, all these three conditions have tridosha predominance. Yes, chitta pitta also has trido- tridosha predominance, but vata is more predominant than pitta and kapha. Udarda is having kapha predominance, in spite of being having all the Doshas. Vata is having pitta and kapha predominance. So the predominance of these doshas will differ. And having seen. Uh, all these conditions, the Ushna therapy is very apt because uh, Vata and Kapha are primarily involved in this. So when we go to the Trayanam uh, Samanya Niranam, so in the text it tells, Cheetah Maruta Samsparsha. last week we had a session with Dr. Rajnikant Patel, he said uh, the contact with breeze or cold winds may aggravate some toxins in the body, that means till that we all carry certain amount of toxins in our system, should be induced or otherwise, it should be thrown out, but to, have not been thrown out different tissue and cellular level they are there waiting for an opportunity waiting for an opportunity to exacerbate so here in sheeta pitta Ugardhan, kota there is a sheeta maruta samsparsha very important factor so we can think uh thing just by coming in contact with the breeze cold breeze how we will get a disease it is not about getting the disease the condition is ready already the person has taken etiological factors with aggravate vata pitta and kapha, tridoshas, in different proportions. The condition is ready, already in the body, waiting for an opportunity to manifest. So, there may be yet another question. So many people may have ridosha aggravation. In all those people, will shita maruta samsparsha, that is, coming in contact with cold breeze, will it cause shita pitta, udarda? No. If the person is susceptible, and if the doshas or the toxins, whatever it is there, they are in more proportions and they are ready to be triggered. Here, contact with the cold breeze will act like a trigger and not a positive factor. I think I am clear. So, certain toxins, certain doshas are accumulated in the cells and in the tissues. This contact with so, what is very important, very very important for shita pitta udara and kota is the aggravation of vata and kapha, association of pitta, and very importantly the contact of cold breeze contact of cold breeze, without the contact of cold breeze, if similar symptoms occur without the contact of cold breeze, we don't call it as Udarda and pitta pitta If similar symptoms appear without the Vamana therapy going wrong or Pitta and kafa and Anna not going out, if similar symptoms happen, we don't call it as kota. we call some other skin, skin conditions. But these etiological factors should compulsorily be present. And one more important point I want to tell here is, in Udhartha, so this will still clarify our things so sa utsangehi saragaisthi kandu maddischa okay so there are elevated patches there is redness there is itching uh, and there are circular patches here shaisiraihi kafajo vadihi udardahaaiti kirtitaha very importantly notice the word Shaisi raha. that means to tell that it is a kafaja vyadhi, udardha is a kafa predominant tridosha disorder kafa predominant Pridoshad disorder, which mainly occurs in Shishira, which mainly occurs in Shishira, Shishira is late winter, in the late winter, now we have caught the culprit, how to diagnose Udarda, Udarda occurs in a person who has consumed kalfa increasing etiological factors like food and activities, number one, the climate is Shishira, that is late winter, and there is sheetamarupa samsparsha, there is cold breeze coming into contact with the person but the kapha is already ready in the person and some toxins which are produced due to indigestion and everything is ready in the person if such a person develops similar lesions it is called as uthartha and other than shishira if it occurs in any other season it will be Shitapitta. and it should be caused due to vata predominant and vata predominant etiological factors and contact with cold breeze yes here also there is that should be compulsorily present. That is why we call it as Samanya Nidana. And as I already said, having resemblance with Kusta, number one, and uh, being made up of tridoshas these three conditions, and very importantly, Tvakta Dushti. So they have a tendency to contaminate the skin, just like Kusta. That is why they are explained after the Kusta. They manifest on, on the skin. But see the beautiful explanation here, Pittena I would like uh, Dr. Heba to take us to sloka, the earlier sloka, So we have got this uh, sloka here, very important. Contact of the cold breeze, see the pathogenesis here, the doshas are accumulated, toxins are accumulated already, there is contact with the cold breeze in Shishirarutu, in Udarda, in any other season in Shita uh, Pitta. Vata predominance in Sheetapitta, Kapha predominance in Udarda, and some other etiological factors like Vamana going wrong, etc. in Udarda. When all these things happen, maruta Samsparshad, that is mandatory factor, Kapha Maruta. First, what happens? See here, Kapha and Wata get aggravated. So, this may be an expansive uh, explanation of Sheetapitta Udarda, what I am trying to give. This is only for the better understanding of the condition so that we understand the application of the medicines, what have been uh, already mentioned and why that question has come, pitta saha sambhoya, very important, pitta gets associated here, pitta saha sambhoya this vata and pitta which are aggravated due to contact of cold breeze in shishira, in pudarda, in other than shishira seasons in uh, uh, shita pitta what happens is, they get association, they make friend with pitta, now the pitta has also aggravated in its, uh, with its own etiological factors, what is important is our last word there so these three Doshas, what they do, they come externally, they spread externally towards the skin, they also go inside the body to the deeper tissues, to the other tissues, Rakta, Mamsa, Medha, every Tissue is affected in a later period. We also have seen a similar condition in kushta We call it as Dhatugata kushta Dhatugata Kushta. The kushta also spreads to the different tissue. We have togata Kushta, Rakta Gata Kushta, Mamsagata Kushta, and so on and so forth. Here it has not been mentioned like that, but we can understand in a similar way because it is said to be similar to kushta So the treatment principles also will be alike. When we go through to the treatment principles, we have already seen the Vamana and then the virechana will be the primary treatment to throw away this. Dosha. And application of these oils and other things will come into the context to take control of this vata and kapha. Now, the question is Is it wise enough to give ushna uh, guna pradana bravya or the medicines or the oils or whatever it is there which are having heat predominant uh, drugs or herbs in them for the application in shita pitta and udarda? Absolutely, yes, because we are dealing initially with vata and kapha. We should consider as vata and kapha enveloping pitta here, pitta is inside. First, we are trying to tackle that fellow, those two friends like Vata and Kapha, which are cold predominant, remove them and see how to know where, when to stop those medicines, oils or heat based medicines. When skin starts getting irritated, like after application of uh, the same medicine, it, it was giving you comfort. When it is no longer giving you comfort, but it, there is a little irritation, we need to think that Vata and Kapha have vanished. And uh, Because the pitta is exposed now, there will be a little bit of burning sensation and all those things due to the application of the same oil. That may happen in the later course of the period. There you need to stop the application and then slowly deal with that uh, excessive pitta with virechana or some small samsamsana and do accordingly. Now, what will be our treatment choices? If the doshas are really excessively and Antarvisarpataha, if they have have gone deep into the tissues, go with vamana and virechana only, your oil application will help in the palliative approach, that's all. There also you can do it, but Vamana should be given, Irachana should be given, after that if these oil applications and other things are done, it is good. But pataha, the disease has not gone deep into the tissues. Many times only application of these ushnapradana oils or heat predominant oils or the oils which induce heat and contain hot drugs will be Really helpful in this particular condition. It is very important, uh, friends here to demarcate and differentiate between these three conditions, Shita-pitta, udarga, and kota. We will not disturb our heads with kota. Afa predominant, udarka, vata predominant, shita uh, pitta, similar symptoms. Varati dasta samstanaha, the symptoms being predominantly a lesion which appears like a wasp sting, just yes, like sir. a wasp sting. Okay, you need you you should have either seen or experienced uh, the sting of a wasp. It is not easy. In Amavata, Acharya tells, Vedana. Uh, like the pain will be similar to the scorpion sting. How will a person know that uh, what is the nature of a scorpion sting? You should have experienced that scorpion sting only then you will know. Similarly, in uh, here, Samstana. so the hives or uh, the lesions will be just like the bite of a wasp. Sanjayate bahihi, sanjayate bahihi. There is inflammation on the outside, so that is on the skin there is swelling, Sakandu, there is kandu, itching, which is again contributory to kapha, to the pricking sensation, contributory to vata, modabahulaha, ah? chardi he, vomiting, again contributed to kapha predominance, vura fever and burning sensation, contributory to pitta, vata, pitta, kapha symptoms, all symptoms are present here, okay, udardhammiti tam vidyat, of pitta madhra pare, here, wisely the Acharya tells, this condition if it is presenting with these symptoms what dr hebar has typed down right now in this powerpoint if those symptoms are there it is called as udartha. and uh, tam vidyarth shita some people tell this condition as shita pitta. so Udarda and shita pitta are used as synonyms also synonyms also but later in the line he clarifies shita pitta tapadika. so we'll not repeat that so if uh, similar symptoms are found water predominant condition other than shishira rutu pitta particularly in Shita, uh, in shishira rutu if these symptoms are occurring and if it is due to kapha predominance it is udarda and if it it has a vamana link or the retention of uh, pathological uh, so or morbid pitta kapha and Anna, contaminated Anna in the system and if that is causing similar symptoms, it will be considered as quota. All these uh, diseases have a coating of Vata and Kapha, that is why the Ushna Pradhana Chikitsa, the heat predominant Chikitsa uh, treatments are applicable and logical to apply.
0: You have been prescribing and you have been suggesting uh, to use Mahamari chadi Thaila in uh, these conditions can please explain the logic uh, uh, and also what oral medicines that you that you commonly use in case of shita Pita and udarudha sir please
2: first of all i would like to go for a little bit of classification here dr aguram sir has very clarified very clearly the classical aspects what acharyas have explained regarding udarudha kota, and Shita pitta. but from the point of practice what we understand is there are two set of situations one is acute manifestation the other one is chronic manifestation I have got so many patients they have got all the lakshanas as explained in the classics and it occurs in a slow manner every day there will be some sort of uh, that you know, manifestations of shita pitta they'll it may be in during the winter seasons or it may be even in other seasons also but it will be a mild to moderate level the things will be there. Manifestation with all the lectures and symptoms. Whereas in certain conditions like drug manifested or uh, a food poisoning happen or a food poisoning resulting in the manifestation will be of more severe maybe going to uh, acute manifestation and with a emergency management is required and such type of things we need to be separate ourselves but because because we, we can't have a drug interaction or such a drug from ayurveda to tackle it we can only handle the chronic form of it because Acute manifestation. If something goes wrong, then there will be even uh, edema of the um, lips and even the uh, edema of the eye, and there will be a lot of uh, threat even to the respiratory system sometimes. So this uh, acute manifestation will be there along with this. So that needs to be sidelined for a time being. The only that the chronic manifestations without any acute involvement or the respiratory system involvement, only skin manifestation. If it is there, then we can treat them with using ophthalmic medication. So this I need to bifurcate here. Then there are I mean, conditions like dermographism where just a simple uh, scratch on the skin may result in the manifestation of a Kota or Udarda something like that. So such conditions which mimic the Shita pitta and Udarda and all these things, usually it is very difficult to analyze exactly in this particular case whether Vata is increased whether Pitta has increased or kapha is increased, then definitely it is better to go with a broad spectrum manifest um, um, treatment protocol consisting of vyadi harana or the lakshana against uh, that thing should be taken care of. It may be a symptomatic treatment or it may be a particular condition treatment. So we cannot go for a dosha here. Many times we not be uh, no finding a right type of uh, drug for the um, treatment protocol here. So in order to overcome these questions preferably we go for as we rightly pointed out, woman is one of the important thing that can be done, but cannot be suitable to each and every patient. So. The Shamana management part of it is one of the important internal medication what we use in these conditions. These condition is Bruvath Haridra Kanda, or Haridra Kanda. Then another important one is Vidanga Arista and Kharila Arista combination. This will going to definitely suppress Gragna Vishya as well as any manifestation of Shita Pitra has been taken place that will be suppressed by using these medications. Then comes we have got many other herbo minerals we can use it and of course externally you can use it any oils like Mahamarichyadi, Taila or or even Mahatikta certain times applied may also reduce the conditions. Even simple coconut oil can be applied.
1: Guruji Sir mentioned the acute and chronic manifestations. Yes, there is one more reference related to Quota which I uh, forgot to mention. There is another condition called as Utquota. So which is an extended version of uh, Quota which is a variant. Uh, like, utkotaha sanubandascha, potaha itabhidhiyete. So, quota is uh, a temporary condition which comes and goes away or with, uh, once again, if uh, vomiting is uh, induced or if those pitta taphaan anna goes out, it will come come back to balance and the lesions will go away. So that's a temporary condition but if uh, the condition so that is uh, the superficial condition wherein uh, the treatment will be easy or uh, the auto remedy will be that the body will try to rectify itself uh, once these things are pathological elements are uh, gone out but when it goes deeper into the tissues and the disease will have a tendency to go deeper and uh, recur again and again so that is called as anubandha so the disease keeps on repeating that means to tell that the disease has transported into the deeper tissues and it uh, pro- probably leans, uh, needs a lengthier line of treatment like uh, the panchakarma ther- therapies including vamana and virechana so probably so both are individually according to the uh, judgment of uh, the physician and also some uh, internal medications like haritra etc mentioned by uh, guraj sir and uh, some external applications will be needed if the disease will go deep into the tissues Many different uh, multidimensional approaches will be required, not uh, just external application. Here is where the Shodhana, the Shamana therapies, the external therapies, everything will come into the question. And uh, two more things I want to just add to the prescription. Uh, What I found effective was Vyoshadi Vatakam. So Vyoshadi Vatakam is uh, another uh, good formulation. So that is available with uh, Vatakal and other Nagarjuna and other pharmacies also. Vyoshadi Vatakam. So that comes in the form of granules. So that is also very useful. Gandaka Rasayana is a good one. Easy to make is Gudardraka or So Guda and Ardraka, so that is jaggery and uh, ginger, wet ginger. So taken in equal proportions, maybe 5-5 five, five grams, uh, pound together and make it made into a bolus. Slowly chewed before food. So this is very good remedy in uh, cases of uh, uh, Sheetapitta, Udarda and Kota. So, judicial application, administration of Hari and also Dashamulaha uh, Kadutraya Kashayam. So, these things will be really effective in uh, these conditions.
2: So, another important drug which can be used in according to the classical reference is uh, Tinduka. But its availability is a question mark. Many times it is difficult and the, the way it can be manifested or used is also difficult. Otherwise, Ajarya is a very, said, very clearly said Tinduka, diaspora species. Which can be taken in the form of kashaya. Yeah? That is also holds good in case of udartha.
0: What is appropriate administration of woman I mean, there are this, uh you know, Samyak Vamana, Lakshanas, you know, one is that the indication for the Vamana should be very, very specific and we should be very sure that, you know, the client is indicated for Vamana, the disease is indicated for Vamana and then only it should be administered and sometimes underdosing or overdosing will cause complications in the asamyak Vamana that is explained in the terms of quota refers to that and uh, can this same dosic imbalance and symptoms occur with the different Nidanas uh, like creamy exposure, sen- seasonal uh, changes, etc. I'm not sure if I'm understanding the question correctly. Uh, yeah, dosha imbalance and pathology and symptoms can occur due to various Nidana's.
1: As far as I understand this question, so uh, somebody wants to know if other etiological factors other than the cold exposure to cold breeze and etc. etiological factors is possible. Of course, yes, uh, creamy expo- exposure and uh, if creamy expo- exposure is there and skin lesions are found we need to go to the creamy context and the classical reference is there uh, what are the symptoms of the creamy it will be found there due to seasonal changes absolutely yes due to change of uh, variation of immunity and lot more factors due to seasonal changes see if a person is not able to cha- uh, tolerate the seasonal changes and some skin lesions are coming it shows that uh, the doshas or the toxins are deep seated and they're waiting for an opportunity opportunistic uh, things and they're Reacting to the climate, reacting to the climate again, going to the same point uh, what uh, we discussed in the previous class with uh, uh, Dr. Rajinika, similar things can happen again. Uh, so, according to the seasonal remedies, we need to see and uh, the right point you made. So, the eligibility of the patient for woman or Virajana, whatever it is there, the physician has to uh, take a call. Other nidanas are better explained in the context of Kusta and also in Visarpa and lot more conditions, we can go through those different etiological factors which can cause these uh, uh, symptoms. Achardi uh, Nigrahana, so like it is mentioned in Kusta, one of the etiological factors is uh, controlling the reflexes of the emesis, that is womanan. Uh, so that will, that will definitely cause Kusta. That might that, that is the same thing has been mentioned in Kota also. So to find uh, more etiological factors, other nidana, we need to explore the other chapters.
0: If someone is having some blank patches on facial hair, uh, what is the best way to treat it? We usually we consider uh, blank patches on the uh, on on the scalp, consider it as alopecia areata. Can this be observed here? And Guru sir, uh, if you have any point for the pre- previous one? Uh,
2: just uh, if you search through the the for the previous one. Charaka's fourth chapter of Sutrasthana, where he has mentioned about Udarda Prashamaniya Gana. And if you check there it is Tinduka, Priyala, Badara, Kadira, Kadara, Saptaparana, Arjuna. All these drugs have been mentioned very specifically for the Udarda. Udarda Prashamaniya Gana of Charaka Sutrasthana, fourth chapter.
0: Tinduka, Priyala, Badara, Kadira, Kadara, Saptaparana, Ashwakarna, Arjuna, Asana, Arimeda. It is the same Udarda
2: in that tinduka is the number one which is mentioned by Acharya Charaka. regarding this alopecia area such a type of, uh, condition it is better to see the picture of the patient or the lesion then we can find out so just by the words i can uh, assume that it is uh, alopecia area and alopecia can be managed by using nasya of nimbataila or mahanimbataila and local application of uh, bringaraja rich containing any oil as well as giving some immunity enhancing drugs to the body like Narasimharasayana or even Prungaraja asava also could help in these conditions to treat and of course it is I usually have two type of things one is we need to <coughs> finally I understand that whether that manifestation of uh, things on his uh, skin is not due to the fungal disease of uh, tinea diseases which also mimics or looks like same. But we need to understand and we need to differentiate those two things. If it is allowed in any the treatment protocol is what I have explained. Nasya with Nimbatela or Mahanimbatele and local application with Brungaraja containing oil or even uh, with uh, even uh, we can go for internal um, medications like uh, Narasimha and such other things. Even chana pressure to some extent is good because you mean it is a immune and a hormonal component which is disturbed in these cases otherwise if it is a tinea then it can be treated according to the skin conditions like using kathirarista gandakar Zaina and applying some gandaka containing malaras like kalpura gandaka or even 6 ointment or QT's ointment or many such things are there in the market
1: which can be used. Yeah, I would also like to add uh, some Krimigna uh, Aushadas to this particular prescription. So that will be really wonderful to begin with uh, because uh, this Vidanga preparations and other Krimigna preparations, Chandrashura Vikashayam, all these things when we start the treatment with uh, probably, so these medicines also will start responding in a better way. And by default, uh, the Krimi Chikitsa in the skin conditions and also in this alopecia conditions uh, probably uh, will enhance the effect of the results of the other medicines also.
2: Very clearly to differentiate these two, alopecia areata and tinea, corporis or tinea manum or something like that in the face it will be circular or irregular border but centrally cleared area will not show any remnant of the shaft of the head very clearly it will be neat and clean then it is alopecia area if it is a tinea infection then the periphery will not be uniformly circular or something like that there will be regular pattern Along with that there will be shaft Half cut, and that there can uh, remnants be seen in the central cleared area. If such central cleared area shows remnants of hair for the um, hair stands, then it is more in favor of tenure. Rather
0: than alopecia. And, and also in tinea, usually there will be. Also, dis- itching will
2: be there in tinea.
0: Yeah, yeah. E- even sometimes discoloration also, I mean, with the rashes, etc. No, if
2: it is in a hair, hair like something like a beard. If something happens on the face, cannot appreciate the color change as such. Usually, it will be in the same pattern or the natural white color of the skin, whatever the color of the skin will be there, that will be exposed. We need to observe it closely for the presence of craft of the hair, which is cut or half torn or something like that. imagine something which is neatly shaved; nothing is left out, then it is tinea and the surface will be shiny. Whereas in case of alopecia just like something like after shaving one or two days, imagine how much hair growth is there in central that area, something like that irregular pattern, hair shaft will be seen. So that is in favor of TNM.
0: There's this question on skin disease due to hormonal imbalance can skin conditions occur due to a hormonal imbalance we have seen. Hormonal acne is uh, very common. It would not go away just with like regular acne treatment uh, even the hormonal uh, imbalance, uh, whatever it is to be addressed. How often do you see such cases with uh, hormonal amb- uh, imbalance leading to skin conditions and general guidelines where you, how you approach the disease, sir?
2: Okay, usually in hormonal acne on these conditions, usually the patient comes with a saying that it is an acne. Then we'll go for the observation and even the gynecological history, I mean observation will be taken and then we'll find there will be irregularity in the menstrual cycle and association with that. There will be delay, there will be secondary amenorrhea, irregular pattern and so many things. Then we'll concentrate more on that and it will be associated many times with the PCOD where there is a polycystic ovarian disease, the acne is a very common, grouped acne will be seen, so such type of things are very common and in that condition regulating the hormones by giving our drugs which are stimulative to the system like Ashoka, Lodhra, Patanga, and such things will definitely going to help the condition and of course along with that some blood purifying materials like Magister and even um, something like application for that in the form of Gandhaka Malaharas or even in the form of Kumkumadi. Of course, we need to be very careful while using Kunkumari lepum or Kunkumari taila. If a patient is having an oily skin, it is better to avoid Kunkumari taila because it will increase the condition or worsen the condition if it is applied. All this care to be taken and it can be used accordingly.
0: Uh, do the medicinal benefits of Sabja seeds get destroyed if subjected to heat? And similarly for aromatic dravias, what method of processing is best to preserve their active uh, medical Constituent.
2: Sometimes it's usually is used for its hita guna and its sliminess. When this it is put into water it becomes swell, swollen up and it becomes slimy in nature and that slimy nature and hita guna is required for the body. For that purpose it is used. And uh, if we heat it, definitely it is going to destroy those two things. So hence, heating is not required for subjects to con- consume. It is better to be uh, you know soaked and then consumed to, be, to have its better effect of on the body. Regarding this aromatic part of it, definitely any aromatic thing has a volatile nature. If you subject it for heating, the volatile nature that automatically the things will lose the material that's why you like the smell of aromatic things in yeah, because it is being liberated to the year. it will not remain in the material what we consume so wherever there is an aromatic things better if it is due to any volatile property of that oil is present in that it is as far as possible not to use are not to be heated. And also, Tuna
0: is another uh, safe method of using that. That's why even in preparing uh, Aswarista, etc., the spices we call as Brakshepadravyas, which are again, high in aromatic content they are added as is to the uh, you know, to the kashaya or shita kashaya while preparing aswar arista. What is your opinion on castor oil? Uh, you know, this internet gurus suggest this castor oil detoxification so to speak daily or once a week. It, it leads to say some amount of purgation and they treat it as kind of a detox. Can that can this be used in this way or how to castor oil can it be consumed on a daily basis as similar to say coconut oil or Sesame oil, or should there be precautions?
2: Basically, we need to understand first the type of the patient and his costa. Without understanding the cost of the person, if you take a castor oil, definitely you will have a number of percussions We need to be very cautious in handling this. Of course, castor oil is very good to vatahara. It also causes rechina and definitely it will help detoxify by the body by clearing the gut the gut clearance will definitely help in removing the you no know, uh, nitrogenous waste products from the gut and thereby avoiding them going to the liver and um, further going further to the systemic circulation so it is better if it is done but to be cautious on this part whether we can use it daily what does it makes necessary to use it daily or your gut is so hard or cruder that you need to evacuate with the help of castroil no need only on an occasion maybe once in three days or maybe once in a week or once in uh, 15 days you can go for it, this is what I have observed. But if you give it daily, then it is going to cause balahani. It may be good in the initial days, later it leads to balahani. So care should be taken and it also causes, gas oil is a very good irritant to the colon and continuously irritating the colon may lead to many other diseases. It should not be done. It can be taken once in a week or in a 10 days or 15 days. As per the requirement, if that constipation and such the things are prevailing. And if any detoxification is required because of a prevailing skin conditions, then it is better to use
0: it. And uh, regarding the hair growth, maybe let's consider it for like external application. Uh, castor oil versus coconut oil versus sesame oil, is the choice is there. Do you weigh in castor oil as good choice, sir? I
2: prefer better is coconut oil than tilataila because these two taillas are very clearly mentioned as Keshdiya by Acharyas and moreover castor oil has a very obnoxious odor all of them will cannot tolerate its smell so it is not an easy one and uh, castor oil is more sticky and it is uh, very typically sticks so it it cannot be a good choice for a regular usage but condition is predominantly Vataja you need to suppress Vata and then, for a time being, or in that condition, you can go for a castor oil application even to the head.
1: I would like to touch on these uh, questions in a simple way. So, castor oil daily or once a week, needed or not? Not needed. Already, uh, Guruji sir has uh, rightly pointed out that. My opinion also stands the same, not needed, if it, is, uh, if it is needed then everybody in the world should be taking castroil at least once a day or uh, once a week, it is not a generalized prescription, not like in Ikharasayana, we don't have classical references to do the same also, and uh, so different people have different tolerance and also different intolerances uh, to the castroil. So, there, there are some general prescriptions, which is Samana Chikitsa, there are some specific prescriptions, Vishishto Chikitsa for particular dosha and disease, if it is mentioned to be taken, then yes, otherwise no. So, the third wa- prescription is a casual prescription. As you already said, some Google pundits and other people just uh, advise these things and people blindly follow. So, they are followed more than the doctors, that is a pity condition, needless, and uh, if uh, Castor oil has been prescribed for controlling the dosha by the doctor and vadi pratanika, so like to get rid of a disease or for maintenance like in diseases like amavata where it tends to recur and castor oil for a particular time period it is re- required on a regular basis daily purgation or mutabulation uh, or weekly ones in such conditions we can use it so question number two How do you consume uh, castor oil? So, as per the prescription, uh, castor oil is believed to improve new hair growth. So, uh, hair growth, I'll touch upon the internal uh, prescription. Yes, if castor oil, uh, if uh, the hair fall and the hair uh, conditions, kalita, palita, whatever it is there, if it is due to vata or as an effect of vata disorder, Castor oil, when it is prescribed to control vata and the vata disorder and if it is done, so that probably may address uh, the hair fall issue. Otherwise, uh, be very specific. As per the preference of Guruji sir said, coconut oil and the sisama oil in that particular order, that is always preferred.
2: If anybody wants to consume still castor oil daily, there is one option. That is Erenda Brista Haritaki, where Haritaki powder is fried in Erenda Thaila and it is made into form of tablets or vatakas. Then one or two tablets daily can be consumed. In that, the consumption or the part of the iron, uh, iron, what we call uh, castor oil, what we consume, it will be very, very less. Maybe it relates to few drops in tablet. So that will be sufficient to remove the material from the gut. So that may be a safer method of using oil if anybody wants to
0: use it on a daily basis. So again, may not be suited for everyone but for like water, dominant, costa and constipation and such things, right sir? Yes,
2: yes,
3: definitely. Uh, doctor, uh, Dr. Guru Raj, your answer to my question, thank you so much for that. So as you said that Agni exposure means some transformation for sure. Uh, but we don't see the raw intake of aromatics like tuak, Lavanga. Etc. i etc. I at least I don't see a total, like a raw intake, room temperature, even to prepare arca essential oil, some steam distillation is used. I just want to understand a little more clearly, like, is there a difference in how much destruction of the medical properties takes place if we add it in like hot water versus in oil uh, or ghee or just taking like, or steam? So is like relative relatively speaking you know relative to each other which is the best even like prakshepas they are added at the end but it is still the temperature is not completely room temperature at least that's what i understand it
2: entirely depends on the type of material what we are using these aromatic spices or materials are aromatic just because they have got the typical volatile oils present in them and all these volatiles are heat sensitive products uh, if you are when you are preparing something and if you are able to you know uh, understand it or perceive the smell of that material means that volatile oil is being liberated from the drug and it is moving in the air. That's why we are breathing in and we are able to understand them or identify them. Similarly, if you are still going on and adding and heat and heat, then everything will be liberated out of it and ultimately at the end product, you have those clove and the, that uh, cinnamon and everything, but its active content is already liberated from the drug and nothing will be there present in your final finished product. So that's why, in all the preparations, whenever these aromatic things to be added, they will be added at the end and the leaf is closed and kept outside the fire. So that's what the technique is done. And otherwise... So
3: whether it is water-based or oil-based, that does not make a difference. No, it is
2: usually whatever the media you take it, if it is soluble in that, that type of things only will take it. And if you are make your question very specific, whether it is for the culinary preparation or whether it is for the medicinal preparation, then I can still better tell you that. Because we don't put directly these things into oils and this one and use it in medicinal preparation as far as possible. It is usually Got
3: the yes, yes, I included both. I included both culinary and medicinal because in culinary we see people always adding it in the oils only or ghee, or whatever. But so technically
2: speaking, if your intention of adding these spicy materials or the aromatic things into our food it is to have its efficacy. Any effects on the body then it should be added at the end and close the lid and uh, can take the vessel out of the fire. That should be the time. If anything is okay. adding in the beginning itself is just only give you an idea. For example, we will be showing some videos where while they are trying to prepare a pala or a biryani or something like that, they will put in the all these, the curry leaves and do these things in the beginning itself and fry. it. Then you will have that smell, but it is will be liberated out, it will not be available in the material at the end product. So many times what they're doing, they won't make it powder they will put it as a solid things entire uh, flow directly and even the cinnamon and melodic pieces and even the what you call yela it is also put in as uh, a whole uh, thing. So at the time of end product when we are eating those things, then you could able to crush it and also then there is other portion which is not exposed while the cooking that will open up and then we will enjoy that uh, taste and aroma of that drug. So these are the things which remain as a only for certain things to identify ourselves or understand ourselves how it can be done. But from the point of medicine, if you are thinking about if those things are your active principles which you are intended to go into the body then it is better to put these things in the end and close the lid try to retain those aromatic things inside the finished product or the final product and that will be good for us
3: okay so like in in shayam if i am putting put those churnas at the end remove from heat close close
2: the lid from the fire and keep
0: it allowed to cool down and uh, there is a question on can the mix of jaggery and wet ginger guda and ardraka, be used for (laughs) nasya N- nausea during pregnancy
2: De- De- definitely it can be used nothing will happen only thing is the quantum rashi how much you use it it may be just like one uh, simple uh, two grams something like that if that is taken then definitely it will help to reduce the uh, nausea of the pregnancy that can be done
0: what is your opinion on castor oil on abdominal or application directly on the navel region. I've seen this very beneficial in in, uh, children suffering with like uh, abdominal colic pain due to unknown reasons or uh, mainly for vata, vata affliction of intestines. Uh, Usually it is
1: applied on the navel region and gives benefits. Yeah, agreed sir. In the children especially, so it has been used, even it it can be used in adults. uh, The simple home remedy for uh, if if the child is uh, crying or the infant is crying by touching the uh, belly but, uh, belly, or the belly button in and around the stomach and uh, if infant has uh, not passed the motions or the urine it is a common uh, a practice like a traditional practice at homes so, warm little bit of uh, oil and apply around the navel button and also around the abdomen and give some fermentation like heat uh, so, so so as to discharge uh, the apanavata or uh, to uh, reduce the cramps so even for infants a little bit of uh, erinda so that, has, uh, that is used with uh, the other uh, uh, herbs it is uh, just uh, mixed up with that and a little bit of uh, Arenda is made to lick by mixing it up with uh, some other herbs. I'm not sure in water disorders and even in constipation and other conditions, people can try over this. Apply uh, warm castor oil around the belly button uh, or uh, beneath uh, the belly button and uh, give a light massage. So and also give the fermentation that becomes a sneeze and also. And uh, internal and external appl- uh, administration of castor oil, I think uh, it's not harmful. Best for uh, water. And water is all related to abdomen and to that uh, gastro. Oil,
2: if a portion of king or the asafoetida if it is added and a little bit warm and then applied as a leper in the belly button definitely it be very good for relieving the pain it may be even useful even in dispensary pain it may be even any of the colic pains of the abdomen it may be in a young or adult okay it holds good and it is a uh, somewhat, uh, as Raghams has uh, very clearly said, it is a household practice and an age-old practice. It is commonly seen by our uh, grandmothers used to do this very commonly.
1: Uh, I have heard uh, uh, that uh, little bit, maybe one or two drops of castor oil is mixed in uh, breast milk if the child has not passed the motions or uh, the uh, child is constantly crying because of not uh, passing the stools. So. And
0: last question of the day is, please advise use of castor oil on... Ice. it is very frequently used in like in the dry eye syndrome Castor oil is used uh, even the you know famous websites like webmd have enlisted that
2: usually i have uh, not asked the patient to use a castor oil to the open eye but you can use it in a closed eye you should not open the eye above the eyelids near it It will give you a good relief and it will be supporting to the sleep and all those things but even some uh, if it is uh, you know pitta conditions a burning sensation if it's so, in that condition, just apply it on the closed eyes. It is not on the open eye. I am not resistant to anybody.
0: Thank you all. See you in the next session of Guru Bhutan. Namaste.